I'm Winston Zedmar. Your Honor, I've only been with the company for a couple of weeks, but these things are real. Since I joined these men, I've seen shit that'll turn you white. Hello and welcome to episode 540 of Under the Call of MS. This is a comics episode, Tuesday comics episode. Just a little variety pile of comics we're going to talk about today and whatever else. And we're going to start out with Barbaric Hell to Pay, number two. This run has just been wonderful. All the one-shots, the different little short runs, everything. If you missed out, you got an axe that thrives off the blood of its enemies. And you have a barbarian that has to do whatever anybody asks if they're in trouble. He has to save them, but Owen isn't there to save them at the moment because Owen is in hell. Soren is also kind of in hell. She made a dangerous pact with Ka, the deadly assassin looking to exact revenge on a nearly impossible target. Meanwhile, Owen and Deadheart reunite for one hell, wink wink, of an, of an adventure. Uh, yeah, you get to see what's up with Owen and Soren, well, Owen and Deadheart in hell, and then we got, uh, Soren, our barbarian, our witch, all in the upper world, dealing with their own hell, and it's just a big old battle of goodies, baddies, demons, and all that stuff alike but very enjoyable run a barbarian that can't do evil anymore and has to do good deeds and help people out carrying an axe that thrives off the blood of its enemies and gets drunk from the blood of its enemies sometimes the blood is demon blood or some weird blood that affects them in this issue there's some blood that affects them in a certain way and it's just very well done story if you're missing out on it i say check it out this comes from vault comics we got morrissey gooden duke and campbell michael morrissey and nathan gooden do the writing and the art but yeah vault comics does a wonderful job on that one i really enjoy that series the past year or two and then we got boo nana tale halloween special this is uh oh i don't see i'm not sure who produced that i'll have to look it up a little bit but we got the boo nana how the Boo Nana Tale Halloween Special is a compilation of short stories written and drawn by some of today's top comic book creators. It's all ages fun about a yellow-tailed monkey and his best friends Rena and TikTok. There's a few different, they got like 
a variety of different forest friends in there, but the first story is Boo by McKenna and Califiore is the comic's longest and strongest story and features Banana Tail, Rena, and TikTok, or TikTac, getting lost in the woods after a scare, getting split up and finding themselves in an even scarier situation. Uh, and then we got Banana Tail and the Almost Ghost, a three-pager where Banana Tail's new costume fails to not only scare anybody, but also conceal who he is. Much to his own puzzlement, the reason is plainly visible to older attentive readers, but the younger ones will get the joke and will probably laugh at the cute if a little illogic surprise ending. Then there's Blake Northcott and Borges. Follow up with Rena's Candy Crush, a four-page story that is not about an addiction to a smartphone app, but rather the banana tail and his friends prepping for trick or treat. And then we got Ryan Brown deviates from the standard look a bit in McKenna's There's a Fungus Among Us, opting for a more stylish comical vibe in this five-pager that the more traditional funny animal style of the other features. And then Safety First by Sam Eggleston and Richard Johnson is a fun but educational single-page presentation of safety tips for trick-or-treaters. And then it closes with a three-page story called Scaredy Cats by Nisiza and Kevin West, which finds the gang lost in the woods again, this time on the way to a Halloween party. Uh, these are all fun, all-ages-friendly stories. Of course, they're spooky stories, but they won't scare the kids. They're fun. I would definitely... Get this for to get your kids into comics and great little Halloween stories, bedtime stories that you could read them or whatever. But I really like that. That was fun. And I'm sure all the kids will enjoy that too. And then next up we got Fearless Dawn number four. Number four of four. So this is the final issue of this run. But yet, even where it ends, it definitely go on further, which these always do. As soon as one four shot's over with, or one shot's over with, they come up with another one. But, <coughs> excuse me. Writer-artist Steve Mannion, and he also did, yeah, he did the cover art for this one also. I got the signed edition. Uh, Fearless Dawn's arch nemesis Helga von Kraus has dug a tunnel from Manitoba clear through to Hollywood, California, and she plans on taking over everything. She wants the airwaves. She wants TV. Will Fearless Dawn stop the show 
don't miss this dramatic conclusion to the Fearless Dawn miniseries. Yeah, this is a fun finale for this run. And yeah, you get, like they said, you got Helga has tunnels set up all over the United States. And she's all ready to take it over the whole country, the whole world. And our Fearless Dawn character gets put back into action with some of our other characters. And you get to watch what they do when they're dealing with the Helga's little gang of Krauts that are trying to take over everything, take over the airwaves and all that. And things get pretty dicey in this one, but it's definitely enjoyable to read. So check those out. Another wonderful run by Fearless Dawn. And I think coming up next is Fearless Dawn... I think it's a one shot coming up next i think we got some more shorts coming and then another one shot i got it's like fearless dawn cold or something like that i don't know if we're going into a cold war style storyline or what they're gonna go for next but i love this all the fearless dawn things i'm glad i checked them out and got into those Next up, we got Gargoyles number three from Dynamite Comics. Tensions are rising in the Manhattan clan. Learn the secrets of the Great Minds Protocol. Tensions are... Well, they're repeating themselves. Some gargoyles believe that Xanatos is responsible for the recent kidnapping while others consider him an ally. But all that will have to wait, because someone has initiated the Great Minds Protocol, written by Gargoyle's mastermind Greg Wiseman and spectacular art by George Combadias. This is kind of a birthing episode. <laughs> uh, this one didn't pull me in as much it's like the story's kind of like stuck in a origin thing it's like they're trying to create as many gargoyles as possible right off the bat and try and get all these characters put into the storyline but yet i would rather i would rather see them just focus on the gargoyles doing their protective services, getting themselves all situated with the whole castle and our, all the characters and not really focusing on where they've been going. I'd like to see a different route. I kind of like the original Gargoyles storyline better than this one. So I think this is the last issue I have coming. I might have one more, but I decided to jump off it. It's not pulling me in like the original run did, comic book run did, or the TV series. It's kind of almost like they're going back to the TV series, but adding more characters to it and fast-forwarding to the birthing 
lines, storyline and stuff, and just, I don't know. It's just not grabbing me. That one, that issue didn't throw me. So, I decided, I decided it was time to just jump off that one for now. You can always pick it up in bargain bins down the, down the way. But one I really enjoyed, and I don't know how many of these Deviants uh, comics are out there. I think I did a X-Files one, and maybe one other one. But now I just did a IDW Publishing's Ghostbusters Deviations comic. It says it's a one-shot comic book in the IDW Publishing universe which takes part in a five week company event that was in back in 2016 spotlighting what if style stories at pivotal points in a franchise history so i got two or three of them but i'm gonna have to get the other ones because these are a lot of fun just seeing the whole alternate storyline what what could have happened but yet, in a world where on the on that fateful day in New York, the Ghostbusters did not cross streams and were thus unable to destroy Gozer or close his portal. Now, 31 days later, New York City has descended into chaos and ruin, ruled with the deliciously soft fist of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Uh, the town is being taken over by evil little Stay Puft Marshmallow Poopies. <laughs> yes, I said poopies. Hey, everybody poops. So, <laughs> you can just imagine what happens when the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man poops. And these little demon poops take on a mind of their own and kind of take over the town and of course, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's eating humans. So, the gang's like, well, what can we do to fix this? It's like, they didn't cross the stream, so they didn't wipe out Gozer as a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man like they should have back in the day when they frat cooked his butt, her butt. And, uh, this gives you alternation to that story, and Gozer kind of asks for some help along the way to go back to where she came from. And you get to see what happens when the gang tries to figure out what they should do and how things are going to work out. And if they can save things without crossing the streams like they should have in the past. And it's just a ton of fun. These deviations are a blast. It's just, I wish I could remember what the other one was that I read, other one or two. I, I'm pretty sure it was just a X-Files one, but I can't remember which X-Files storyline that was. I think it was something to do with Mulder's sister being abducted by aliens i think maybe he was abducted instead of his sister or something like that but yeah it was check those deviation comics out if you can find them 
they're highly interesting. Next up, we got another ghost. It's called Gut Ghost. Trouble with Sawbuck Skeleton Society. This came out back in 2020. Story and art by Enzo Garza. Cover by Mike Mignola, which I love that little Hellboy variant cover that they did on that. That book. And they did have different covers, but I got the Mike Mignola one. As seen in Heavy Metal Magazine, a special one-shot of everyone's favorite intestinal ghost. Gut Ghost finds himself mistakenly in debt to a long-standing organization cloaked in violence and hellfire. Welcome to Sawbuck Skeleton Society. With their horrific means to advance an undead agenda and collect on all living debts in a most violent way. Can good old Gut talk his way out of this one, or will he have to call upon unlikely friends to get him out of this bone hacking predicament? 20 pages. Full color. But yeah, this, I want to. After reading that story, I gut ghost, I enjoy the character, but the stories are confusing. They don't really flow well. <laughs> I don't know if it's the writing that's confusing or what, but the storylines just are very, very goofy the way they're laid out and this one, you see the gut ghost showing off his gams and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, these other characters are doing some things. So I I guess it would have came towards his debt that was owed for whatever he was upgrading his body with or doing with his body. And that's why he got in debt. I'm not really sure. But I did not feel that concept when I read it. But... I enjoy the character. I try to understand the storyline more. But it's just not. Just didn't pull me in the way. I mean, the other ones too left me kind of confused about what the story was about. So that might be the problem. They might be writing it a little goofy, and I'm just not catching on to what they're going for, but I still enjoy the character and still want to read more of them. I don't know what it is. It's something about this damn ghost made out of guts. <laughs> He's basically a sheet over the top of a bunch of guts, intestines, and uh, yeah, it's... Character has me intrigued, but the story has me confused. So, I suggest checking it out. At least one of the gut ghost stories and see what you think. You can always let me know. But <laughs> I like the goofy, I like the weird, so that's why I check out those things. And the final one that we got is uh, Halloween Comic Fest had a one-shot mini-comic called Wrapped Up. 
And uh, I love Scoot McMahon's work. Dave Sheets. Shite is, does a wonderful job. And this is a great little collaboration team up on this. And I'd like to see more from this character. I think there is a separate book. I don't think this was the same as the regular wrapped up book. Which I think I have that also. But I don't think I've read it yet. I've read so much stuff. From the Oh Yeah Comics gang and all them. Their friends and stuff that I guess. Forget what I... What I've checked out over the years. Thanks to my MS brain. This doesn't. I read this stuff. And I could reread this next week. And it would be a new story for me all again. Uh, meet Milo. A regular kid like you and me. But he's also a mummy. His best friend is a wizard. And they love eating pizza. And just hanging out. Did we mention that Milo's family. Are also mummies. Wrapped Up is a story about growing up and feeling like the only sane person in a crazy world. This is a preview of the new upcoming monthly comic from Clubhouse, debuting in October. This was back in 2017, so that's not something new that's coming out now. So yeah, this was the teaser then for the regular Wrapped Up run, which I think I have the trade, but I don't think I read it yet. But Scoot McMahon says, it's kind of the world, it's kind of the world from a kid's perspective. We see the world through Milo the Mummy's eyes. Every day is an adventure and hopefully the wrapped up world will give readers a cartoony video gamey vibe where anything is possible no matter how outrageous or ridiculous. And then Dave Scheidt says, yeah, like Scoot said. It's very much from the perspective of feeling like the world around you is just completely absurd. And you are the only one who notices it. That was sort of how I felt when I was younger. So we really tried to hone in on the weirdness of growing up in a weird family and really celebrating being different. Even if that means having to fight off loved crazed gorillas or break an ancient pizza curse, or rescue your family from a Sasquatch. This is a fun, goofy variety of characters. Uh, I would say good for all ages, in my opinion. Uh, and yeah, the family of mummies and stuff, it's like Ma and Pa are separated. They're still living together. She's dating other people and stuff. There's all kinds of goofiness going on with them while Milo and his friends are just trying to enjoy life and deal with the weirdness that happens around them. And yeah, so you get a nice variety of characters, your wizards, your monkeys, your zombies, or your mummies and all that stuff. It's just, yeah. It's a fun collaboration of Halloween-y style characters and other characters, mystical, fantasy, all that. Just thrown together and hopefully going through a bunch of weird, goofy uh, experiences and adventures along the way. I'm looking forward to reading the rest. That was a nice little teaser and it's a nice complete story there. Uh, it doesn't leave you hanging, wondering what's going to happen later. 
as a lot of comic best uh, teaser stories tend to do. This was a nice complete one. So I like how they did that. So check that out. And that's it for our comics today. Nice little pile there. I think we'll end today with uh, weird old fun facts. Hopefully fun. See what they have to offer. But many people will pay a lot of money for diamond jewelry. Even the smallest diamond can be very valuable. Once a huge diamond was found, it weighed one and a half pounds. But it would only bring money to its owner after it had been cut into smaller diamonds. The owner took the world's largest diamond to the world's best diamond cutter. The cutter studied the diamond for months. If he struck it in the wrong place, the little diamonds that came from the big one would not be perfect. He had to cut the big diamond just right. Finally, he got ready and struck the diamond. Nothing happened to the diamond, but his knife broke. He got a new knife and struck the diamond again. A perfect hit. The cutter was so happy he fainted. Uh, that's not that exciting for a huge story like that. All right. Both a flounder's eyes, both a flounder's eyes are on the right side of its body. Yeah, because flounders kind of like, they're those weird fish that have basically their whole upper body on one side of their body. Kind of must swim sideways, I assume. And then yet, when moths fly at night, they use the moon to guide them. Other lights, like street lamps, for example, only confuse the moths. They fly around those lights, mistaking them for the moon. Fun fact, I don't know if I mentioned this in the past, when me and three others decided to move down to Phoenix, Arizona, to go to the Motorcycle Mechanics Institute back in the 80s. We drove in separate vehicles because we had our motorcycles, our Harleys on the trailers. And uh, the first night we stayed at uh, Wayside, just outside of Illinois. And... Uh, in those wayside environments, there's tons of street lamps. So you got all kinds of bugs flying around the street lamps. Well, I slept inside my Mustang. Back then I had a... <clears throat> getting raspy throat. Oh, I can't even remember what year Mustang I had back then. I want to say uh, that one was probably like an 83. But... I slept in the front seat, just reclined my driver's seat back and slept there. And Buddy Shane slept on the back of the car. <laughs> I don't know why, because he was like the tallest person in our group. So he was like dangling off the sides of the car when he was sleeping on the fin. Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden he woke up freaking out, smacking his head. Runs in the bathroom, he's pouring water in his ear, trying to, there's something in there he could feel. Had to run him to a hospital a ways away, and 
finally found a hospital. Get in there, and here he's got a huge brown moth stuck in his ear. It can't turn around and get the heck out. So it's just freaking out and running it's running along his inner ear and just freaking him out. But yeah. Don't sleep outside near street lights, kids. Alright. During one hour on an afternoon in 1935, Jesse Owens broke three world rec- track records and tied a fourth. The records were set in 100-yard dash, 220-yard dash, 220-yard hurdles, and the broad jump. Since then, all four of these records have been broken, but no one else has ever had his name entered in the world track records four times in one day. The last one is the famous movie director Alfred Hitchcock always makes a brief appearance in every one of his movies. Sort of like Stan Lee and Stephen King, I think, and lots of other people do that, so that's not that special. And once you, if you were making movies, at least have yourself represented in them a little bit. But that's it for today, folks, kitties. Uh, be good to yourself. Good to everybody else. Kick shit out of the monster. Follow Under the Call of MS on audio and video where you can find them. Uh, lots of things coming out the next few weeks and beyond. And check out Crimson Color Comic Club Under the Cull. And we will get back to you sometime soon. Take care. Bye.